to go Spanish. <laughs> Dude, you could just make some <laughs> up. I wouldn't know the difference. Do it in Hebrew because I, I I almost said I speak Spanish as though I speak Spanish. I took a bunch of Spanish. Um, so you do it in Hebrew. All right, I'm going to do it in Hebrew. Ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinco. Cuatro. <laughs> tres. <laughs> dos. Uno. <laughs> Brought to you by McQuano Coffee Roasters, McQuanoCoffee.com. Coming to you live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Press Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zachary Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend, my partner in radio, my partner in speaking Spanish, <laughs> my partner in the coffee business, Juan Valdez. No, Zachary Bartles. Um, yeah. Zach, <laughs> how are you? How's the weather there in Lansing, buddy? Dude, the weather's okay now, but it's looking to get pretty nasty later today. Okay, so you uh, have the first snowflakes flown in the uh, the winter vortex that you're that you're looking at up there. I mean, there's snow on the ground, but not this isn't this is friendly snow. It's going to be gotcha hostile yeah. snow later. They say hostile. Yeah, okay, it's going to be man. well. It's going to be like uh, like the like Fargo whiteout conditions, you know, where you can't see yeah. who you're shooting. Um, yes. So yeah, yeah I've. I'm I'm at the church, but I've told uh, my secretary we're we're going home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop her off at home. Um, yeah, as soon as we're done recording, because uh, love it, love it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. We'll keep it quick today, then. But let, let me put a, a funny little plug for an old thing in a minute. Uh, yeah, go on Fridays. I have a secretary mm-hmm. named Mimi. She, in fact, her her little uh, box in our mailboxes says uh, mm-hmm. "Girl Friday." <laughs> She's Aww. only on Fridays. Yeah. She's I love it. From New Jersey, she's amazing, mm-hmm. and we, yeah. she and I, started a podcast years ago. It was okay. short lived, and I wish it had been longer lived. It was called Mimi Reads mm-hmm. the Bible, and Aww. it's her reading like a portion of the scripture, and then we talk about it. Uh, and people should go back and check that out, and then there should be an upswell of demand for for more episodes. Dude, that sounds amazing. That sounds like such a a great tender like. In some ways, antithetical of what the the podcastosphere has become, but it it sounds like the kind of thing that should be successful that I I want to make successful. There were a lot of people uh, who liked it. In fact, when we stopped doing it, a lot of people inquired after her health. Uh, but we had yeah. just stopped because I think we stopped for COVID, and then you sure. know, actually, she you know, she was in the hospital for a little while, not to break any HIPAA mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Uh, I mentioned it yeah. and asked for prayer at the time on the podcast. But I would say, yeah. um, I mean, it's not as innocent as it sounds. We'll, we'll read the scripture, we'll talk about it, and then we'll like talk about how uh, both Matt Chandler and James White are now you know heretics and have jumped a shark, and and how Paul <laughs> yeah, Tripp yeah. is effeminate because he wore a scarf. You know, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. just like every other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got I got dragged into that Matt Chandler thing a little bit, um, and then I want to get back to doing old man weather talk because I have some weather talk to lay on you. I have but, some weather advice it, for you, but all right, oh good, <laughs> good. I hope I hope it involves I hope it involves what you know my my decision vis a vis one thing or another <laughs> uh, as far as a part of weather. But no, th- this this whole um, 
Matt Chandler Christmas sweater kerfuffle, which like I felt like less less masculine just for being a part of the conversation. You know what I mean? And it wasn't even my idea to be a part of it. But <laughs> I uh, felt more irate for being a part of the conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Like the the fact that that conversation took place at all is apocalyptic to me. Apocalyptic. Uh, <laughs> it just gives me like apocalyptic like feelings as though, okay, culture, we have officially run out of things to talk about, you know, <laughs> or at least like, things to like grouse about and, and yeah, get right. indignant I, about. Now, how can you imagine like what, what physical object and I have mm-hmm. one in mind, but what physical yep. object would you use as kind of a metaphor for a masculinity so fragile? Yeah. That a guy wearing a goofy sweater with his family for fun on Christmas would like begin to uh, threaten it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of you know when when you go like well maybe this isn't often an experience for you but before yeah. I really discovered Velcro straps and started buying them in gross, um, yeah. I used a lot of rubber bands on cables sure. and lashing things. And I'll go back in a drawer and find like cables that I wound up and then wrapped a rubber band around seven, 12 years ago. And you go to take the rubber band off and it's no longer like stretchy at all. It's like gummy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it just kind of turns into nothing in your hands. Fun fact, right. if you ever find one like that, save it because that sort of thing my my wife will will catch a giant spiders and release them outside. But if you bring sure. bring one of those rubber bands that's like falling apart and touch your skin with it, she'll yeah. freak out like like most women would if you put a scorpion on their face. Um, Interesting. But that to me is kind of the the level of tensile strength we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a feminine. Look at the King James. It's a sweater. Yeah. What is your problem? Also, right. people are going to hell. And right. Matt Chandler is showing them the way to heaven. What are you doing? Oh, you're complaining about a sweater. That's right. I'm sorry. It's a sweater that like clearly he was wearing just as a like, I'm going to delight my wife and my yes. daughters by doing this. He and was being it's not a like good he would... dad. That's all he was doing. Yeah. Right. It's not like he's going to wear it to a elders meeting or something. And if he did, who cares? Who cares? You know, who I mean, even, cares? Even that, yeah, exactly. Dude, he had exactly. a big new sweater. We should celebrate this. That's right. Yeah, we're we're pro sweater on this podcast for sure. We're pro big new sweater. Um, <laughs> but it's all but, now. It's all the like people who were the good guys during YRR are all the people that like the the truly uh, unhappy reformed are are you know setting their sights on. And it yeah, tells it's, it's me really that it's, wild. Well, it's just because they've run out. Either a they've run out of things to say about the obvious heretics, and now they're yeah. you know. I mean, it was years ago that people started turning on John Piper. Uh, I think. Yeah. When that started, it it became like a new, you know how like kids went from, you know, smoking cigarettes to <laughs> smoking grass. To <laughs> <laughs> Saying the word grass <laughs> is like a really old man thing. And I love it yeah, to, uh, to eating Tide Pods. And there's no going back, yeah. you know, like once you, <laughs> you know, you got to get that bigger rush. And I think they went from like, obviously Stephen Furtick says God broke the law for love. He's a heretic. Uh, and right. then they're like, that's just not scratching the itch anymore. I got to find some yeah. way in which like, soon it'll be like, uh, you know, J- John, the apostle, you know, we'll find yeah, stuff. And, right, and eventually right. they'll be like, Oh, Jesus is such a, you know, right. hypocrite. <laughs> And and that'll be the ultimate like hardcore yeah. Christian thing to do. 
<laughs> like Paul's Damascus Road conversion. Was he really blind? I mean, come on, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Do your own research. That's right. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. There's there's a part of me that's not even mad about it, but there's a part of me that wants to like bring these guys and 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 put my arm around them and just say, you know what, you're doing good, buddy. You know, like it clearly, you and I had great dads, dude, and so I like. I don't even know what it's like to not have a good dad. And, and so maybe even take this with a grain of salt, but like, um, I don't know. I, I think in these hyper, you know, masculinity gatekeeping type guys, like maybe they just didn't, didn't have anybody to say good job in little league or whatever. And, right. and you know, like you and I could come alongside them and be like, you know what? Your, your razor cut part looks nice today. Your beard's <laughs> really coming in nicely. I don't know. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Nice well, knife collection. I don't know. <laughs> that's a really charitable way to put it, and you, and that it predictably makes me feel bad about even like saying a word to kind of critique or mock the the endeavor because like that makes me think maybe modeled for them was this is how you show love, right? You nitpick and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. condemn and point out any anything that especially anything that's not like outwardly manly enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the here's a question, and this one's a weird one. Uh, Drisky, yeah. when he like not only disavowed Calvinism, but oddly claimed he had never like held to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is bold. Is bold the right word? Um, he, yeah. Yeah. He said uh, that it's all just guys with daddy issues, uh, and huh. I'm wondering if maybe there's a little more truth to. <laughs> he no. I mean, he was yeah, in the trenches yeah. there with you know yelling yeah. at people. So. Yeah. Although you and I are, you know, we don't lead with it, but like, I mean, we're, we're reformed in our theology, but I, I I wouldn't say that either of us had daddy issues. You know, know, I don't even wear that label anymore. If if I say I'm reformed, I have to be a reformed Baptist. And then all the same people come out with, that's not really reformed. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's more than just a, a soteriology like this. You have to. And so I just call myself a particular Baptist. Um, which is, uh, a kind of, I mean, it's certainly far more historically accurate. The term Reformed Baptist is from like the 1950s. The particular Baptist goes back to the the 17th century, beginning of the movement, but also it puts me in such a small elite group that people have never heard of. Um, which, you know, just tickles the old flesh a little bit. Like, uh, it's like being a Latvian Orthodox or something. Yeah, (laughs) which is what I call myself, you know. Um, Remember when Costanza converted? Yeah, that was really funny, dude. I I think by nature of not being a pastor, I'm really absolved, like on a on a day to day basis or on an online basis. Certainly, I'm absolved of of having to really like deal with that. But but you guys in the pastorate, I mean, I think I think all this is really loud for you, you know, or it was at one time at least when kind of social media was new and the blogosphere was the thing that people cared about and, and you know that whole thing well where so. i bump into this stuff now is not in like serious fights it's in meme groups which i joined yeah. because they bring true joy to my life funny things yeah. bible memes yeah. um they can get a little bit too over familiar with the bible and make light of things that are that should be weighty and solemn sure um, sure but you know most of the time it's just like a good chuckle and then you'll see yeah. one where it's like just like a person in a meme group angrily posting a literally this wasn't me making up a silly example here's a picture yeah. of Paul Tripp wearing a semi colorful scarf isn't this effeminate yeah. isn't this violate scripture it's it's just more uh, more evidence that this guy is off <laughs> it's just like are Sorry. are you tw- we- 10 i mean like at what age does somebody say like oh, billy's wearing pink yeah. he's a girl right like 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that actually like bridges to a semi-serious question about this that I wanted to ask you. And and all the 80s, 90s stuff about stuff that we joked about notwithstanding. I don't feel, and maybe this is a maybe this is a function of me growing up in Hartford City, you growing up in Essexville. If so, again, take it with a grain of salt. But I, I don't feel as though when I was a young man, even there were people roaming to and fro throughout my life, kind of assessing my manhood or the manhood of other people. It was just sort of in at some level presupposed or at another level, like not even worth talking about. Or was it off your radar because your manhood was so that sounds very dirty because your manliness was so yeah. obvious and out front, you know, like, I yeah. mean, if, if you're, if you're lifting up, uh, you're chucking yeah. tires for, for exercise and stuff. I mean, right. I, I, I gotta say, um, that, that was definitely a major factor in, in how people, boys, uh, kind of ripped on each other. Um, and yeah. I mean, like, it, like, like, like the, the words that are the worst words you can say right now that were said mm-hmm. an awful lot when we were young, it had nothing sure. to do with sexual orientation It had everything to do with you're not being tough enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't do whatever the activities are that we've like presupposed are tough. And I, I guess I was thinking less about that and more about like. I don't know, when we were in college or when we were like early adults or whatever. Oh, yeah, not I, that I, old. No, that's why I'm yeah. saying it sounds like a six-year-old, right? Yeah, it does. It sounds like a six-year-old. Exactly. It's the kind of stuff you say to each other when you're, when you're six or whatever. Um, but, but it's strange. And, and again, I say all this as a person who I ascribe to, you know, traditional like gender roles and views on the family. And, and so in a weird way with these like manhood gatekeeping weirdos like our Venn diagrams that over overlap a little bit, but yeah, it's just strange that it's gotten to this level. You know what I mean? Well, and the thing is that people who really, I mean, like you, you are somebody who um, does not hesitate to run headlong into other people and run over them. Uh, Cliff Graham is somebody who I have never asked him, but I mean, I'm sure there are people in the ground because of him, bad people, terrorists, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and right. I know there are a lot of people alive because he risked his life and there are people, you sure. know, like, so I never, I've never heard him. Like I've, I've been in group settings with him four or five times where there have been yeah. like, like I'm on the low to middle end of like the manliness. You got the guys running the, mm-hmm. you know, 10 miles every morning and doing a thousand pushups and mm-hmm. eating egg yolks. Like you have to eat mm-hmm. the whole chicken because otherwise it's not, you know, enough. Yeah. You know, like the live yeah. chicken to get the egg. And then like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and then there's people, you know, even on our Israel trip, there are people who were like a little bit, you know, kind of uh, like walking petunias type people, you know, like, like, sure, sure. And yeah. I've never heard him even in private. Be like, oh, that right. guy, what a... No, you know yeah. what? It, because it's almost like if you really have it... Well, you know, it's this. Real... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because those particular people know they've got them. <laughs> to quote, a great work of art. From a great work of art. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that's the perfect thing. Yeah, no, fascinating stuff, Zach. And um, it's kind of, yeah, to me, apocalyptic. But also apocalyptic is this weather that I'm experiencing. Yeah, I wish the- I had a Matt Chandler sweater and a, and a Paul Tripp scarf for, you know, just yeah. getting out there. 
Hey, speaking of scarves, where are you at on scarves? I've become a big scarf guy in the last probably decade. I never have a scarf. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, like, I, I usually have a coat that zips way up to my chin. Sure. I was so excited when when the kind of uh, earmuffs that kind of wrap around the back of your head oh, like, yeah. got big. Like, because otherwise, I always yeah. loved the idea of earmuffs. Uh, a full on sure. hat will make my head itchy and hot immediately. Mm. Mm-hmm. But but like regular earmuffs with like the plastic headband, <laughs> like a girl's headband that goes over the top. Speaking of uh, yeah. <laughs> effeminate fashion choices, you know, right, right. it's just goofy. And when it was like, yeah. oh, these are like kind of streamlined, kind of kind of aerodynamic, streamlined. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, um, yeah. That that appeals to me. And so I'll usually go like maybe a hood up, a zipped way up jacket. And and mm-hmm. some some earmuffs and you know I I've gotten to the point where I don't wear puffy gloves unless I'm shoveling snow. I always do leather gloves. Like I, I had them yeah. at first just for you know when I was dressed up, and I find yeah. the kind of mobility of your hands while wearing them to be much uh, preferable. Yeah, I agree. I I like a nice pair of black leather gloves. It feels uh well. I mean, at the risk of sounding like the <laughs> self same razor cut part bearded weirdos that we've just finished talking about it feels kind of manly you know i feel i feel like a man of a certain age and i I think that's that's my issue with earmuffs like earmuffs to me always feel infantile i immediately feel like i'm ralphie in a christmas story like you you see the traditional ones but if you can get the like the the sleek modern ones I yeah. don't know. They don't feel infantile to me. I, I, I I've like never the, tried those. The yeah. black leather gloves, you, you you feel like you could really strangle someone if you had to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, you do. I, where are you at on driving gloves, Ted? Uh, well, it's funny you ask. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been shopping for a pair. <laughs> yes. Because, as you know, I'm getting this, like, 1975 Volvo at some point. You know, yeah. the, the logistics of it have gotten complicated. Um, but I am getting it at some point and I, this is a real like sad window into where my mind goes and why I, again, I mean, maybe this is a theme for the episode. There are certain ways, Zach, in which I feel deficient as a man. And I mean, yes, I enjoy (laughs) boxing and I enjoy, well, I enjoy running into people and I enjoy like lifting weights and running and and all those kind of traditionally manly things. But like, I feel real inadequate in terms of I can't really fix a lot of things and I'm not super handy and I try and I like putter around the house and I usually make stuff worse and then I end up calling people who really know how to do things. But like, I'm getting this 1975 car, which... 90% 90% of real men would see as like an occasion to oh I'm going to I'm going to buy a new set of tools for the garage or I'm going to buy like a yeah. new set of jack stands or whatever and <laughs> where my mind immediately goes is oh driving gloves <laughs> you know <laughs> I I need a nice slim you know <laughs> sleek you know clean lines leather pair of of driving gloves and are you looking I, at the I ones have, with the little holes on the knuckles, you know, like the... Oh, you bet oh, I am, buddy. buddy, yes. Yeah, yeah. You keep them in the actual glove box. Reclaim, redeem the glove box, dude. The glove yes! compartment. Reclaim the glove box. Exactly. But then I, I get like 15 minutes into that process and realize, oh, this is why I'm not a real man. Ah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I would, your support, man. I would be... I wouldn't even want to hang out with you if, if you didn't have any blind spots in like the, yeah. the manliness. You probably would be yeah. insufferable. So 
I, I would, and and anyone would. But you know, here's the thing, if, dude. Well, I, I want yeah. to point something out. Yeah. If 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 this was an actual uh, area of lacking, when uh-huh. it was time to put the deck on your house there on Castleton and Grand Ledge, mm-hmm. uh, you would have called your buddy. Where was he from? Mm-hmm. Honduras or something? Yeah, somewhere like that. Um, he lived right by me. I remember that. Uh, yeah, we yeah. And you would have said, can you come here and throw this thing on? And, you know, I'll make finger sandwiches and, you know, root beer floats yeah. with pirouettes for everybody while they work. Yeah. Instead, you were like, I don't exactly know how to build a deck. And uh, I don't even know if I have to pull a permit, whatever. I'm going to call a friend over who knows and some other friends over mm-hmm. who can do some work with me. And then you were out there mm-hmm. swinging a hammer as well. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's the thing. The willingness to be like, well, now I've done that. You have, yeah. what, tore down and rebuilt the Spitfire um, with, yeah. with, with Dallas. Like, I mean, you, yeah. you've... Yeah. The fact that you're like, yeah, let me get in there and let me give it a try. Let me learn about it. That's the difference. I think like when you get to uh, a point of like, well, you know, I'll just farm anything hard out to someone else. Like this summer, we didn't mow our lawn at our new house once. I just Mm. had a kid do it because we had all the moving in and we had it for a lot of that time, another lawn to mow. And I was just like, and I felt like an absolute like, I'm like, these neighbors are all looking over here going, why is that? able-bodied 45-year-old man not mowing his lawn, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. And you know what? I think even the social mores on that are a little different from the North to the South because I was, I I am and have been always a staunch like mow my own lawn guy, but I'm pretty much like the only dude in my neighborhood who mows his own lawn. You mow all that, dude? How many days does that take? It takes a long time, dude. I it, I do mow it all, and it probably takes a good like two, three hours. Um, so it's a it's a nice chunk of a Saturday to to get all that down. But something I started doing this year, dude, once a month, I farmed it out to like one of these real on top of everything, you know, mow, trim, leaf blow. I I farmed it out to one of these companies, and it started looking fabulous, dude. Nice, and it felt great, man. Just even to have. And we're getting so boring here, and I swear I'll pivot off. Dude, lawns and weather, this is old man central. <laughs> it's old man Old man central. HQ. <laughs> but like just having a company that's really on top of it do, it, do it once a month. And then every time I would do it, I felt like I was just kind of maintaining. Uh, it made it look so much better. And it, and it actually made me like old man happy with my lawn, and that felt good. Do you know what, dude? If you've, if you've got that lawn game down, I don't think there's any yeah. doubt uh, that you are you know, handy enough. You are, you you know what, Ted, listen, I want you yeah. to hear me when I say this. Yeah. You are enough. Oh, thank you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> you are enough. I know. Like the, the, the mantras of 2024. Really great. Um, no, I have Zach, some, I'm, I'm sorry. We both tried to segue at the same time. Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm looking out the window at some weather here and, and you've been, you've been in my house. And what you had to talk about was undoubtedly more interesting than this. So we'll, we'll keep this short. But um, you're going to get like an apocalyptic snowstorm. I'm getting like the rain version of that now. Mm. And my house has all this glass, all these windows. Glass? When, when it really starts going here rain-wise, it, it's sort of the effect of being in a ship that's being like lashed about by the waves. Uh-huh. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm dealing with here. And I, I do a very old man thing of like kind of puttering around from room to room, 
kind of assessing whether any water is getting into any of the windows. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you got to yeah. do that. KK thinks I'm ridiculous, but uh, but that's what I do. I feel like it's it's my duty to make sure no water's getting into the house. You know? Yeah, you know what? And she's wrong. You're not ridiculous. Yeah, thank you, baby. <laughs> um, what did, what were you trying to segue into, man? What this, do we got? The weather, the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. I was I was yeah. gonna say I had some advice for you, man. And I yeah. and I understand that it can be a little jarring when the the rain is coming down and the wind is blowing, just as it will yeah. be here when the snow is is coming down in buckets and and it's blowing around. I want to yeah. make sure that you. Um, in, in all that wind, in all that rain and all that chaos, do not blow away. Oh yeah. Thanks buddy. All right. Listen, no, I want you to hear me, man. Don't blow away. Don't blow away. Also, you're enough. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do people know that you in true old man, earnest fashion shortly after moving down South without a hint Uh of irony, when I was talking to you on the phone one day. And I was driving, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so windy!" And, and like as we as we were signing off, you, you, without thinking, you said, "All right, well, don't blow, don't blow away." I know, dude. I shifted into full like seventy four year old dad mode. It was amazing. Yeah, I really though to put a fine point on it. I mean, I don't want you ever to blow away. You know, I mean, if we really want to parse this and get and put a fun and and you know really kind of. Uh, examine the thing. I, I, that's not something I want. Um, <laughs> I appreciate so. that, man. I would feel really bad if I found out that deep down you actually wanted me to bleed. <laughs> deep down. That's right. It's a, it's a it's a dark secret I've been hiding all these years. Ted really does want me to blow away. The phone he says rings he and he's like, oh, I hope this is yeah. news that Zach is blown away. <laughs> he says he doesn't, but he totally does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the scandal of a century. Um <laughs> We should pitch to my agent um, kind of an old man focused Christian book called Don't Blow Away and You're Enough, you know? <laughs> so it's like a young woman, old man book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. A, right. It's like a, a book as if it were written by a 24 year old woman and a 74 year old man. <laughs> I, I you're enough slash don't blow this. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. There, there probably sadly would be a market for this. I feel like it would. Um, it, it, the two interesting ways to do it would be either the the yeah. few things that overlap between those two, you know, <laughs> kind of vocal tick kind of communities. Yeah. Or yeah. it would be a point counterpoint on everything. Like you're enough, yeah, yeah. and the old man would be like, "Oh, absolutely, Actually, you're, you're not. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not even you're close. <laughs> right? Or you're not even close to enough. Harumph. By your age, I was married and had four kids. Harumph. You know, <laughs> and I yeah. owned three houses. Why can't you even own one, Zoomer? Yeah. Right. Uh, and then and then a counterpoint to that actually that sounds like uh twitter so never mind it sounds awful yeah 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 it does sound awful. <laughs> well ted i i have uh something to play for you which i think might be kind of Great. amusing to you and it's yeah. a follow-up on last week's episode which okay. i texted you i was very bummed after the fact that i didn't think of naming the episode veriflex but okay <laughs> which would have been great yeah um, but we great. talked about skateboarding a little but then we talked about um aging a bit it was kind of like glum part two uh yeah. and our downer part two or whatever you know and um <laughs> and and you said you were probably not going to be playing any more uh you know bowl games buster bowl you know getting yeah. there and yeah. playing football uh mm-hmm. and and uh we talked about uh riding bikes Right? And, yeah, yeah. And and um, I wanted to play. So this is like eight years ago now. Preemptively before we get into this. 
is this going to be me circa eight years ago saying that I think I'm done playing semi-pro football? I don't know. Let's find out. Therefore, proving me to be a liar and a hypocrite. Um, well, no, I- if, if it is, I'll, I'll, I'll choose to find the humor in it and, and not dwell on the fact that I was a liar eight years well, ago. Well, no, 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 no. I didn't want, I didn't want it to make you mad or sad. Yeah. Yeah. I wa- yeah. I, I, here, here's my, you know, I'm going to play it first. Hold on. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, can I, uh, I don't think I told you this, but this, uh, this potentially involves both of us. Um, so I just played my last, uh, probably my last football game ever a few weeks ago. And oh uh, I also have, what? yeah, I also, what? Uh, Dude, I'm not getting any younger, and I also have a birthday coming up, and I've decided that I need another sort of lifetime sport. Um, so I purchased uh, a bicycle. Oh, and, and I've been riding, and I know you're a bicycling enthusiast, so uh, yeah. you know maybe maybe this is something we could do together as a company. Oh, that would be really fun. Wouldn't that be amazing? We could I, you could lash some things to my bike, and uh, I could get my my bike sufficiently lashed, and then uh, and then we could ride together. Baby, I got a, uh, I got a vintage. So, okay. Now, okay. first of all, these two guys sound very young to me. Yo, gosh, we do. We sound like kids, Zach. I, I, I don't know what happens to a voice. Like, yeah, it's, it's odd. And, and I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of cigar smoke since then, but you know. Well, and there's been a lot of words said, and I think, yeah. you know, you and I both by nature of our careers, we use our voices pretty hard. You know, I mean, you're in the pulpit and you're leading meetings of various kinds and I'm teaching and we're both we're both rapping. You know, bro- yeah. yeah, we're both broadcast men and, and we're both cigar smokers. So, yeah, I mean, the, the voice takes a it takes a beating, as it were. <laughs> but the funny thing to me was how the more things change, the more they stay the same. And it was actually sure, comforting sure. to me. I wasn't I yeah. wasn't trying to say, Ted, you're a hypocrite or a liar. I was trying to say, look yeah. at this. Well, everything keeps on going around and around and and all is right with the world. It does, man. And it really does keep going around and around. And it and it it both reassures me that like I'm not all that different today than I was in 2016, you know, in the sense that I'm still looking for something athletic to challenge me. And it ended up down here in the south that the challenge with cycling was not getting run over by a car. Uh, because the roads are so narrow down here, oh. so I've kind of I've kind of pivoted away from that for a time. So but, uh, you you still have the bike, but you don't ride it much. I still have it, but I don't ride it much. But I thoroughly enjoyed riding it. It's a um, it's a vintage French racing bike from like the late seventies, and I just like the look of it, and I, I very much enjoyed riding it. And, Dude, those um, bikes like even cha- changing gears is kind of an art, and uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that's that's cool stuff. I like that. It was, and I and I. I'm not a tech guy, so I didn't get really excited by all the technological advancements in cycling where basically like the bike shifts itself now and it's I mean it's just like cars, you know, it's a, it's essentially a computer with a little bit of, you know, metal and wheels on it around it. Yeah. And I didn't get excited about that. So I, I enjoyed the old one. But uh but yeah, dude, not a lot has changed since then. Although I don't know, man. And I don't I don't even know how much accountability I'm asking for here, but I, I really do hope that I've played my last football game. Um I, I, I think it's the right call. But you can check in with me, you know, next fall and, and see where I'm at vis a vis the Buster Bowl. But well, I don't um, think that you hoped that it was the case in two thousand sixteen. So something has changed. Yeah. You I something think has you were changed. like yeah. acquiescing to external yeah. and internal pressures and That's right. you know yeah you know, sort of a, um, 
what's the term? Uh, common sense <laughs> or something. Yeah. But, but I mean, also, so, como se dice common sense. <laughs> what, yeah, what, yeah. what age were you turning then in, in, in 16? Yeah, so that would have been like eight years ago. So let's see. 39. Okay. And I think I remember what game that was. I think I had just played an arena game with the Windy City Ravens from Chicago as a part of this arena or a part of this uh, football snapping. book I was writing. Yeah. Yeah. The long snapping book. Yeah. Where I had to go play in a game and get it right. And that was a really fun experience. And <laughs> I ended up playing again shortly after that. So uh, I did, I did very much prove myself to be less than, uh, Less than upfront with the listeners about that one. But, well, there's uh, also context. If you played a semi-pro game and said it was your last football game, that doesn't mean you're not yeah. gonna like, you know, play, uh, you know, some form of football with your grandkids and Tristan and Maxim someday, right? I mean, like, yeah, you, that's right. Uh, that's you right. you got to leave yourself a little wiggle room there. But uh, it was funny because I was I'd taken a long drive. I was going to a funeral um, in yeah. Essexville, first time back to the mm-hmm. old church in more than in almost twenty years. Um, wow for the, the pianist of our old church and the also oh. was the uh, principal of my high school. And oh, wow. on the way there, I was like getting really nostalgic and really down. Sure. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to an old gut check. And that one, I yeah. just like, I took my finger and went fwing and I let it go nice. through the feed. Then I hit one and it happened to yeah. be that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are the odds? We're talking about bicycling and Ted yeah. <laughs> quitting football. I know it. I know it. It's crazy. It, it really is. And hey, can I ask you an oddly specific question about Essexville that's tied to both a dream that I had last night and a conversation I had on the, the Schick show with, with my guy, Scott Schick, who went to my high school. The question is this. Last night, I had a dream that was like ragingly specific about the geography of my high school. Okay. And in the dream, I was the age I am now, and I had some occasion to be back at my high school kind of wandering around in it, and it was as though I'd never left. And my recollections in the dream of the geography of my high school were, were very accurate. And my question to you is, how often do you think of the geography of your high school? Like the layout of where certain rooms were and how to get certain places and that sort of thing. Well, this is the first time I've thought of it Definitely in years because you okay. prompted it, yeah. but I'm doing the the kind of mental walkthrough and yeah. I, I know it perfectly. I could show you yeah. where both my lockers were. Um, yeah. I had the same locker for freshman and sophomore. Or no, no, I had three lockers. I can show you where all three mm-hmm. were. Um, I get you to the cafeteria, the auditorium, to every single class. I, I could tell you, you could say the name of a class. I could tell you who the, the teacher was and bring you to the room yeah. to place in without I a problem. It. That makes me really happy, and that's the answer that I wanted for you to have. And I, I, I was almost, you know, a hundred percent certain you would say that. Well, and but I went I, to I, that high school on this last Saturday when I was at uh, that funeral. Really? I, I, I was like, I'm in, you know, the old hometown. I may as well yeah. drive around and look at significant places. And as we we mm-hmm. talked about a little while ago, it seems. 10 times smaller than it did when I lived there. Sure. Um, yeah, of course. But I, I went up and I was like, man, I wish I could go inside. It, there, there is, I didn't love it. I, I, I kind of hated in some ways my high school. And I don't know yeah. why. When I think back, I'm not sure why. I think I had yeah. the standard like Midwestern small town, like this place is a yeah. cage holding me in and I need to move somewhere with yeah. skyscrapers so I can really live. I have to be at odds with it. Yeah. 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 And there were people there that, that you know, a lot of really just nasty people there. Um, sure. 
but honestly, there's something about it that feels weirdly sacred too. And I don't mm-hmm. like hearing that they closed the pool down. Um, yeah. I don't like hearing that it's not doing well, even though I yeah. don't live in the area. And if I did, I wouldn't be like involved in the boosters club or anything. Sure. There's sure. something about it that like, I just, I feel protective of weirdly. Yeah, no, I get it. I definitely get it. And I feel the same way. And I, I'm a little envious because I haven't been inside my high school in maybe two decades um, or maybe a decade and a half. It's been a long, long time, dude. Yeah, and, me neither. Uh, I didn't get to go inside. It was I, I just yeah, drove around. I really want to go inside. And so this, this coming year will be my, let's see, I think 25th reunion. Um, or wait, no, it'd be 30th. Yeah, 94 to, to 2024. I'll have years, my 30 years, man. 30. 30, 30 <laughs> years. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really hoping to get back up for it, and I hope I get to go inside my high school as a part of it. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get an update on that. Nice. As it, uh, as it happens. But uh, Zach, how long have we gone here? Should we, should we close the real app here, and then uh, I can set about my, my Patreon work, which I want to tease. So we kind of... Hatched this idea on the last episode, Zach, where in true kind of ASMR, bedtime, insomnia helps fashion, I would find some classic public domain bedtime stories and read them in the voice of both myself and Duke Morrison. Um, So that's what I'm going to do. As soon as we hang up here, I'm going to... (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm going to go about that work and those will be available Zach Bartles on the Patreon page. So those will be there for patrons. So if you're already a patron, we thank you. That means that you're supporting us at the $4 or $8 a month level. If you're not a patron and you want to access the recordings, we're going to make those available for $4. Um, and you can, you can get the bedtime stories, but at that point, and I know this is just logic. Why not just become a patron? Yeah, right? four dollars. And and uh, listen, I, I've decided just now um, yeah. that I'm going to produce these things quite well. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna put in some sound, you know, some ambient sounds. I'm gonna put in some sure real low energy sound effects that won't jar you mm-hmm. awake. Um, you produce everything quite well, so I, I I would expect nothing nothing else. But we're gonna uh, get a couple, yeah, looking- two, three of these things from you: a Duke one, a, a Ted, a couple Ted ones, like maybe like a, a really whispery one. Yeah, we'll do a couple. We'll do a few, di- maybe a couple different stories and a couple of different styles. I can do one as kind of normal Ted. I'll do one as Duke, and I'll do one as whispery Ted, and <laughs> then people can they can be soothed. In whatever way they, they find most <laughs> soothing. And for, for, for most people, that's going to be Duke's voice, yeah, right? Yeah. For others, it might be whispery. But uh, we're going we're gonna to whisper you right into bed, baby. So you can find those at uh, www.gutcheckpress.com slash sleepy Ted. All one word. Oh, I love it. All lowercase. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we're in, the, we're in the media business, Zachary Bartles. We do books. We do podcasts. We do bedtime, bedtime helps. Um, this is an exciting new pivot for our company and we're going to be in the skateboard business soon. I got to spend a few minutes looking at bespoke custom skateboard deck vendors so that we can, uh, we can get people riding around on, on gut check skateboards as well. Um, well, baby, listen, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, uh, two things. Number one, you're enough. Uh, number two, don't blow away in the snowstorms and we will see you. I thought you were going to blow into the mic like, like don't blow away, you know, (laughs) starting the ASMR early. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. 
next time. Then 